vegan friends. BFFs, my vegan friends forever. How wonderful you all have been. Time to pour some carny tears out and do this. What do you say? Let's have a get this day started right let's go it's so hard to not abuse animals yeah don't use animals carnies can't fuck themselves go fuck themselves this is a shot of all hard is it it's not so hard not to not to abuse animals i don't know why the why why would you say it's hard is it hard not to abuse animals is that what you're trying to say to me i don't think it's hard not to abuse animals i think it's ridiculous what a ridiculous statement let's see if i if i do that is that better i don't know it's hard to tell these days what what's what's the best way for the Ever since I changed everything, ever since I changed everything with the stand-up desk and everything, every I, I'm, I'm self-conscious about the lighting, but I guess I got to get used to it, right? Because things are going to change, guys. I'm going to find out today if I'm going to go on the road. How about that? Oh, that looks pretty good. I like that. I'm going to find out today if I'm going to go on the road. What do you think? We got some big duck energy over here. Ah, oh, my favorite vegan teacher. <laughs> Why, thank you. I am um, happy about that. You know, what's popping, y'all? Where y'all at, Laura Griffith says. Thank you so much. Hey, VFFs, Vogon Poetry. I got my carny tears ready. Mm. Delicious. Still really hot, but that's okay. I, I like them hot. I like them coming out hot. Ah, oh, thank you, Jackie Boyle. You know, we're going to have a... Uh, a really cool guest. Do you, have you ever heard of Veganography? She's got this really cool um, thing on Instagram and I think on YouTube. I follow her on Instagram and she's going to come on the show at 5 p.m. today. So I'm really excited about that. I'm super duper uh, pumped that I've got a really fun guest. I love, I love having a nice chill guest on Fridays, you know, because Fridays I just want to, I just want to chill out with my vegan homies and just like get into the weekend and get ready for vegan Sunday school. I'm really excited about that. Um, as you guys know, I, I've been working on this thing where I might be going on a trip, a three-month trip of vegan advocacy all around America, and I'm extremely excited about it. I hope it happens, and I think I'll find out today, so hopefully on Sunday I'll be able to make an announcement about my future, uh, to travel around America talking about veganism. What could be more up my alley, huh? I'm just here for the engagement announcement. <laughs> or was it a trip? You were tripping. At least you didn't aim the light at your face to make you look like you're being kept warm at fast food restaurant. Thank you, Veganish. I appreciate you. I appreciate all of I appreciate that constructive criticism. Thank you. <laughs> well, uh 
I don't know if you guys saw, but have you heard that Veg News is at it again? They remember a while back they were saying that. Um, you know, I love Veg News, but remember a while back they were saying that Ryan Gosling was vegan. He is not vegan. I don't know why they keep saying that. Now I think they're trying to get. I, I mean, maybe this type of pressure works. Maybe if if we keep pressuring Taylor Swift, she'll go vegan. What do you think? Do you think it'll happen? Do you think if we pressure Taylor Swift enough, she'll go vegan? Apparently, she's serving vegan steak tacos on all four Mexico City concert dates. What do you think? Vegan steak, chorizo, and pastor tacos are keeping Swifties well-fed during all four Swift shows, huh? She's a 33-year-old pop star. I remember when she was just 22. Do you remember when she was just 22? Those were good days. Do you remember when... She was just feeling 22. Now she's feeling 33. I don't know about me, but I feel like 33. Mm. Being vegan is good for the brand. Yeah, I, I, I think maybe that's what it is. So she's, she's, it's good for the brand because it's, I don't know, environmentally friendly or something. She propels vegan steak tacos into the spotlight. Hey, I mean, this is good for the movement, I suppose, right? It says it, it makes it more mainstream, you know, serving these options at a massive show like Swift's gives fans an opportunity to taste a more sustainable version of a local favorite while shining a light on Propel's mission of providing plant-based alternatives that are good for health and the environment. They're good for your health. They're good for the environment. No one has to die. Plant-based sh plant shrimp is so gross. I hate it. But the Ish Company, back in April, Swifties got another taste in Tampa, Florida, vegan seafood provider with Ish. I like that they're like posting her with her. She, she's always looking over her shoulder. Hi, there's my shoulder. I'm looking over it. And then this next one. Hey, there's my other shoulder. I'm looking over it at you. I I guess, I mean, this is still just a tiny step that artists should take to reduce the carbon emissions produced at their concerts, and they should look into more alternatives to make this whole experience a lot more planet-friendly. You know, if artists actually gave a shit about the planet at all, they wouldn't offer any animal flesh at their concerts. They wouldn't offer any at all. I mean... Is it so hard not to use animals? Is it so hard to not abuse animals? Taylor, I don't think it's hard. I don't think it's hard at all. So please, stop being such a nudnik. How about this? How about this? How about this? Stop being such a nudnik, Taylor Swift. You know? Don't people have a heart to be vegan? I'm not saying she doesn't. I, I mean... What do you think Taylor Swift has got it in her? I mean, I, I would love to think that Taylor Swift's gonna go vegan someday. Wouldn't that be awesome? I'd be extremely excited if Taylor Swift came out and said, you know what, I'm going vegan, even if it was for the planet or some shit. I'd still be happy that she said, Okay, we're going vegan for the planet. I would be I'd be stoked about that. I think that'd be amazing. But right now, I think that Taylor Swift is just trying to greenwash. That's what I think, but you let me know what you think. Let me know what you guys think. I I think it's probably, you know, 
I mean, she's not as bad as this guy. Look what happened to him. <laughs> Have you heard the news? This was the mugshot that was seen around the world. I mean, look at this thing. He's scowling at the camera as if like, this is, I mean, he has no control. It's like, we're taking your picture, Donald. I don't want you to take my picture. Well, we're taking it anyway, Donnie. We're taking your picture, buddy. You can't control this one. I mean, he looks like a mafia boss. He looks like somebody, like one of those mobsters that was a murderer and really horrible guy, and then they catch him, and he's like, you know, doesn't want to be there, does he? Doesn't want to be there. Do you think that any time, like how many, how many indictments can a guy get before he, he gets, like, I, I don't know. I would have had a mugshot the first time I got arrested, but he, he got to wait till the, what, the fifth, what do you got, fifth, five, five felonies now, five indictments. He's, he's got all sorts of criminal, criminal uh, prosecutions against him. And he finally gets this. He's using his pick to fundraise. You know what, you know who the first people to, uh. The first ones, his his team was the first one to share it. Everyone's like, who who leaked it? It did Fulton County. He he leaked it. His was the first account to put it out there, saying like, oh yeah, America, America, we need to you need to help me with my legal bills, America. You know what? And he'll probably get tons of help. So far, the uh, the Republicans have spent forty million dollars on his legal defense campaign, which. How do you have a party paying for your legal defense? Does that seem right to you? I don't think that seems right to me. Why is the party paying for it? If I were a Republican right now, I'd be pissed that my money was going to pay for some ne'er-do-wells defense. It's insane. Maybe he didn't get his hair just right. <laughs> I think he did. He went like this. He does this thing where he like he puts it all the way down, right? He, he does like this. That's my that's my Trump my Donald Trump. There we go. Do I look 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 how my hairline looks great now, doesn't it? There you go. <laughs> I I don't know why you would do that to yourself. Um, maybe because he doesn't actually have hair, I guess. But um, it really is obscene. I I mean this face this face. I just can't even believe it. I can't, I can't stop looking at it. He just like finally a picture where he's not posing. He's I mean he's still mugging the camera and everything, but him just not wanting it. You know, how many how many times did he did he pick on people and steal from people and mislead people and yet now he's having to take a picture he doesn't want it and finally someone's taken something from him he didn't want taken. All these years, he's defrauded people, defrauded the American government. Mm. And honestly, this is the picture that will be, no matter what happens now, this is the picture that will be remembered of Donald Trump forever. Like, if you in 10 years, in 100 years, if you open up a history book, this is the photo that will be there for him. 
<laughs> Make mug shots great again. <laughs> looks like he looks like Imus. Oh my god, he does look like Imus. Oh shit, he does look like Imus. That's insane. You're right. You're right. Just after doing sentient rights, Ireland and Galway City, and thank you for doing it. One to three, particularly protesting at Greyhound Racing. Greyhound Racing is a particularly close crime to me. You know, my mom adopted and helped uh, Fast Friends. They called it. It's a. It was a. Uh, it is a um, Greyhound Rescue. Greyhound Rescue, and my mother was very involved. Uh, she had. She was greyhound rescuer because i pressured her to no longer buy from breeders ever again and she started rescuing greyhounds instead do you think i have kissing lips <laughs> thank you for the 20 crown tip i appreciate that wolf thank you so much um of course you have kissing lips everybody that's what lips were made to do everyone's got kissing lips that's what that's what lips are for I'm kissing a pic of Wolf right now. <laughs> I want to put that mug shot on a coffee mug. It sh I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it's already on a coffee mug. I'm sure it's already on t-shirts. Mm. I don't want to dwell on this too long. But god damn. You got to admit. It's, it's monumental. We're living through history. It's the first time in American history this has ever happened. That a president has been formally indicted. That has been... Um, has now been criminally charged, has been arraigned, and now arrested. He's been processed, booked. It's the first time ever. And I think it is wild. I mean, I remember I remember when they talked about Bill Clinton because he smoked weed. And he said, I, I, I didn't inhale. <laughs> like, what do you say? He goes, I didn't like it. I didn't inhale. I, I didn't I didn't I didn't inhale because I'm a I'm a good old redneck that I didn't do that no and so he's a, he was a weed smoker and then George W Bush came around right George W Bush he was a cocaine user and people were like you're a felon it's a felony to have cocaine and his wife had been in a drunk driving accident and he had been arrested for a DUI like they had all sorts of crimes between the the George W Bush family and they were like yeah it's okay it's okay it's just come on it's just kid stuff of course he was like 30 when he got his DUI but whatever and then Barack Obama in his book said he did a little blow and nobody even cared nobody even cared i did a little blow is what Barack Obama said when he was in college no big deal nobody gave a shit okay now this guy <laughs> He's committed so many crimes. He's like the Gambino family. He's like a he's a true criminal enterprise that was in power. <laughs> oh my god. Vegan Meek, my girlfriend just left. Did it escalate? Just second base. Just second base. Thanks for the mention. The company now of Dennis Nealis. Well, looking at the subtitling, are we as we are now in a vegan cafe after doing outreach. I'm glad you're over in Ireland doing some outreach. That's such badass. You're such a badass. Don't forget to blow Wolf a kiss, everybody. Don't don't forget to give Wolf a kiss. Hannah Moron Vegan. I don't understand the moron part, but uh, I think it's funny. I thought Moon Vegan was your thing. I don't understand why the moron thing is now the thing. Um, I just wanted to bring up now gun control is slipping in look at all these guns right gop support for gun restrictions slips a year after congress passed firearm law 
Yep. Slipping after a year, the most comprehensive firearms legislation in decades with bipartisan support, according to a poll for public research. That led to a gap between Democrats and GOP on the issue of guns that's widened in the last year. Democrats have consistently outpaced Republicans and independents in their belief that guns laws in the United States should be strengthened. But GOP support has dropped even further behind. So this is the thing. They're always saying anytime a gun, a shooting happens, what are the, what are the, uh, left, what does the left and right say? The left says we need gun control. The right says it's not the right time to talk about it. We need to make sure everyone's in the ground first. Let's not talk about it now. Let's not make this a political thing that there's, there's children on the street dead. Let's not make this a political thing. So now, of course, we've, it's been a while since we've had a really bad one. So not that long, it hasn't been that long. But here we are. The Republicans are saying uh, we don't want any gun control. It's it's election election years next year, so everyone's talking big big ideas, and so now we're having a real strong thing between the left and the right about guns. Now, is this gonna make a difference in America? I think so. I do. I think that. Maybe we'll have fewer guns on the street if people stop, if we have stronger laws. But it's not going to stop everybody. I mean, this this weekend, two days ago now, uh, new information is out about the shooting that happened by my house. The California bar shot, guess who did it? It was the, the cop, a retired police sergeant, killed three at the California bar and uh, shot his estranged wife first. So now the story at Cook's Corner, that, there it is right there. Cook's Corner is a cool little bar in Tribuco Canyon. Um, the new story is that he went in, he uh, walked into the bar, killed his wife, who was sitting there with another gentleman and shot the other guy and then another guy came over to stop him and so he shot that guy and then he just so those those three people they're, they're gone they're dead and so then he started just shooting everyone in the bar ran out got more guns because he had two guns apparently and he was just shooting away got more guns and by the time that happened the police had arrived and killed him Policeman. So a policeman walks into a bar. That's the beginning of a joke. The policeman walks into a bar, shoots his wife, shoots his wife's companion, shoots uh, some rather random stranger, and then shoots eight other people, and then gets killed by the cops. <sighs> you know, guns in America. We think we should do something about it, guys. Do you think we should do something about it? Why did he call it blow? That's what, what do you mean? Why did he call it blow? That's what people call, that's what people call cocaine, Hannah. <laughs> why do you call it weed? Why do you call, why do you, why'd you call marijuana weed? That's just what they call it. Why'd you call cocaine blow? That's what cocaine is called. It's called blow. There's a movie starring, John, starring Johnny Depp and Franca Potenta called blow. It's about dealing cocaine. Blow, blow, snow, Charlie, the white. I don't know what else you call it. What else is there? Other names for it? Blow, snow, Charlie, white, Coke. I can't think of that many, but yeah, blow is definitely one of them. No, no. Um, 
Barack Obama was talking about cocaine. That's what he was talking about. Yeah. Stuck in my cabana living on bananas and blow. Yeah. Blow is cocaine. And Barack Obama in his book, Nose Candy. That's a good one. Powder. There you go. Oh, blow is weed over there. No, blow is cocaine here. 100%. We call it blow. So, like, if you went to go get some blow... That's my cocaine face. <laughs> Sorry, anyone listening to the podcast right now is like, why did he why did he just sniff a lot? I was doing my cocaine face. You ever see that like like uh George W. Bush when he does his speeches, he's always doing that thing with his jaw. He's always doing like And I think it's because he was a powder monkey. I think he was a I think it's because he was a powder monkey for so long. He's got a lot of that. He's always like <laughs> yeah i didn't know that blow was weed in england when i lived in england we called it charlie that's what we called it in england uh yeah we called it charlie but charlie company report gummies i didn't know he was into the hard stuff oh yeah when he was in college i mean a lot of people did a little blow in college and in Barack Obama's book, he says he did a little blow. I don't, I don't think that that's wild. I mean, Jesus, a lot of people did a lot of blow. Uh, I mean, it was very popular in the 80s, uh, hugely popular in the 90s. And despite, despite reports to the contrary, it's still very popular today. It's a popular drug. I mean, they keep on trying to make it less popular by claiming there's formaldehyde in it or uh, what's the new one? The fentanyl they're trying to say. There's fentanyl in it. You're going to die. And everyone's like, yeah, okay. Wink, wink. We're still doing coke. Everyone's doing like everywhere you go, there's cocaine. Shit, man. I remember I used to walk down the street and people would be like, cocaine, cocaine. You got, you want some cocaine? You want some cocaine? Walking down the street and people, yo, I got that cocaine. I got that coke rock. I got that cocaine. Yeah. Angel Dust is PCP, isn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Angel Dust is PCP, guys. Um, I know a lot about these things, unfortunately. Just a little pick-me-up. A little bump. That's what you would call it. A little bump. A little bump. Blow candy under the nose. <laughs> what I knew called blow candy under the nose. Yeah. There you go. So... Thank you so much for uh, playing that game with me. Uh, it is bad news that the retired sergeant, can we stop? Like, with stricter gun laws, things like this happening? Maybe not. But with stricter gun laws, could we perhaps stop these mass shootings where 50 people are killed? I think we can. I think in America, I'm an American, not an American-cant. I'm an American, not an American, not american So I think that Americans should be able to to give it that old good fighting chance and make it make it happen. What do you think? I think we should do something about it. Here we go. Let's do an affirmation just to just to get in the mood. Let's do an affirmation. The Oh, we got a new one. All right. This is our affirmation of the day. The vegan affirmation of the day. This is a daily affirmation for vegans only. If you aren't vegan, what are you doing here? You're not allowed. This is a channel for vegans. If you're not vegan, you're not supposed to be here. Do not like, do not subscribe. If you're vegan, like and subscribe. If you're not vegan, 
GTFO. I don't know why this is a hard concept for you, carnies. Carnies, you got too much meat fog. You got too much cholesterol in your brain. Too much of that saturated fat in your head. You got too much of that early onset Alzheimer's, don't you, you stupid carnies? It's not that hard to understand. We don't want you here because I don't want to be around people who fund the rape, torture, and slaughter of animals. Is that so hard to understand? Is that so difficult to comprehend, carnies? I don't think that should be hard to get. You know, I think I'm being, I'm, I am the reasonable vegan. I don't even want, people like, why are you shoving it down our throats? I'm not shoving it down your throats, you stupid carnies. I don't want anything to do with you. GTFO. I want to have nothing. I look at carnies like school districts look at child molesters. I don't want you within 500 yards of me, carnies. Not anywhere near me. So when you hear that I'm doing an affirmation for vegans only, do not click. Do not watch this video. How hard is that? So go. Go. You still here? Okay, you're okay. Connection is my key to fulfillment. <laughs> Connection is my key to fulfillment. Connection. I think is important. That's why I, I want to build vegan community. I want to build a vegan community. No carnies. I make it a point to connect with myself and others to support my joy and contentment. I make it a point to connect with with myself and others to support my joy and contentment. I mean, I like that. Okay, I like that. I can get behind that. Connection with myself and the right people brings so much richness to my life. Hold on. There was an exclamation point. Let me do that one again. Connection with myself and the right people brings so much richness to my life. That was the exclamation point. Do you think I pulled it off? I'm thankful for all my valuable connections and will keep nurturing them with love. I love vegans. Those are my valuable connections. Those are my valuable connections are those with fellow vegans because I only want vegans in my life. Carnies need not apply. No new carny friends. This has been a hard, hard one. Anyway, connection is my is my key to fulfillment. I totally believe that. I think the more connections you make with fellow vegans, the more we can build strong bonds and then and mass a unified front, we go to other things. We we infiltrate other communities and we say, "Hey, there's a hundred of us moving in next door. We're all vegans. What do you say?" Then I guess what? It always works. So, Thank you, vegans. Thank you. That's your uh, daily affirmation for vegans only. Please let your nurture those connections, you know. Reach out to a vegan today and say, good job. How hard is that? Nice work. Sometimes I don't even have anything to say on people's. I always comment on people's things online and stuff. I'll say, nice work. Good work. Good job. Keep up the good work, you know. I make it a point to connect with myself and others to support my joy and contentment. I like that. You can't, it's hard to support the animals if you can't support your own joy and contentment, right? If you don't have joy and contentment, it's going to be really hard to get out there every day and fight for the animals, baby. All right. That's your daily affirmation for vegans only. Thanks. Don't forget to like and subscribe, baby.
You messaged me on Discord? Okay, I'll have to open up Discord. I st- I haven't been on Discord in a long time, Laura. But I will. I'll go over there. Vegan community. Yeah. Just get ass cancer, carnies. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, just as the founding fathers intended. Yes. Just as the founding father, founding father, the founding The founding fathers didn't know what germs were. They didn't know what... They didn't know what anything was. They didn't know what yeast cells were. They didn't know anything. They weren't. Ve- they they had some good ideas, but they weren't everything. It was three hundred years ago, for God's sake. Yeah. Dirty sprite. <laughs> Animal use is a hard drug for people to kick. You th- I think it's that casein. What do you think? Is think it's that casein in there? Hmm. I think it's that casein, baby. Got to get rid of it. Yep. Get off that ass, cancer carnies. Yeah, you have no other way to contact me. What do you mean? You got TikTok, you got Instagram, you got YouTube, you got all the things. You got my email here. Check this out. Watch this shit right now. I'm gonna put it right there on the internet. Veganocca at gmail.com. You want to contact me? This is a perfect opportunity. I am looking for anyone who has any video evidence of any activism whatsoever. I'm trying to put together a compilation of different activists. And I'll tell you why. Have you ever seen, when I was a kid and, and YouTube was new, there was this brand new channel called Fail Army where anyone who had like fail videos would send them to Fail Army and they'd make compilation videos and everyone would watch them and laugh. I want to do something similar to that except for a good purpose, a good cause, something like a win army in a way, but do like compilation videos of anyone who is doing any type of activism. Please send them to this email right here. You could send me anything you want, a we transfer link, uh, a, a, a photo, a video, a, a cartoon, anything that you've done. I, I prefer like any kind of activism that you've done, please put it right here. Email it to me right here, veganocca at gmail.com. I think that would be rad, and I hope that you will join and hang out with that. Would that be great? I think we just need more mental health services. That would help, Jonesy. That would help. Mental health services would be great, but then you have to train people to do it. These are the types of people who are supposed to be protecting people. Bingo. The cops are the ones walking into bars and shooting people. Think about that for a second. The retired police sergeant is the one who walked into that bar, killed his wife and two other people. Think about that for a second. They're the ones who are supposed to be watching out. You know, if you don't like it, call the call a crackhead next time someone breaks in. What do, what do they always say, the pro-cop people? I'm not so anti-cop, but goddamn, man. We need more vegan cops. That We just need to have vegan. Cops got to go vegan. Make cops vegan. That would be that would be a good campaign. I'd get behind that. Instead of defund the police, let's veganize the police. What do you say? Are you with me? Good. I can't wait to be there with you. Let's do that. I like that 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 vibe. You know, we've got our word of the day. I think it's a good one. It's called quiescent. Quiescent. I like it a lot. It's the word that I've heard, but barely ever have used. Quiescent is a formal word that describes things that are quiet, inactive, or in a state of peaceful rest. Shh, baby. Shh. Stay quiescent. Um, in media, in medical context, it describes a condition that is not currently developing or causing symptoms, as in a quiescent disease or virus. A quiescent disease or virus. What? 
I like this idea that something could be lying in wait. It's not currently causing something. It's kind of in a dormant state. It is quiescent. But that's a medical thing. You could say anything is quiescent if it's quiet. Like you could have a quiescent protest. Volcanoes often exist in, for centuries in a quiescent state before their sudden violent eruptions. Apparently the author of this thing that Merriam-Webster remembers that Vesuvius just exploded. So it's kind of cool that they use a volcano reference because Mount Vesuvius, I don't know, it captured my imagination my entire life. Mount Vesuvius destroying Pompeii and all that stuff. This crazy volcano that goes off and kills a bunch of people. I, I mean, what are you going to do? I think that I always think that maybe the animals, hopefully the animals got out. People must have been looking up and like, how come the birds are all flying away? You know what I mean? Quiescent volcanoes, quiescent in context, the, the mechanism is just one way. The scientists are realizing that asteroids can be active, dynamic places rather than quiescent lumps of rock. Isn't that weird to think? We think of, we think of asteroids as quiescent lumps of rock, but actually they could be teeming with life for all we know. There's all sorts of interesting things happening on it. You know, I just found out, we think of the moon as a quiescent lump of rock. And you know, in, in, in popular science fiction, when the moon is like destroyed or something, it's just empty, like it's just a big hunk of rock. But supposedly, it's actually a lot more like Earth than we imagine, that it's got a core, and that it's got it's got a like a, a molten core that's moving around in there, that the that the moon actually has a, a it's a lot like Earth in a lot in that weird way. The way like the mantle is structured and the way bones are the the bones, the the stones and the rocks are being formed on it. Crazy, right? It might even have tectonic structure. I mean, it could be amazing. It could I don't know. I think it's cool. So the moon isn't as quiescent as we thought originally. Did you know? Hush your puppies and calm your kittens. It's time to make much tranquil ado about quiescent. Oh man. You put a Shakespeare reference in anything, you're going to win my heart over. You say much ado, much ado, much tranquil ado about quiescent. I love it. As you might expect from both its meaning and sequence of its first four letters, quiescent shares roots with the far more common and less formal word quiet. In fact, short is the list of English words beginning with Q-U-I-E that have no kinship with quiet and its various relations suggestive of restfulness and calm. Our unabridged dictionary lists only two kibracha and kibrahacha. I don't even know what that is. Both rare variants of quebracho. I don't even know what that is. What is quebracho? Oh, God. Quebracho. It's South American hardwood. Okay, that's... Okay, solve that question. Today's adjective quiescent traces back to the Latin verb quiescere, meaning to become quiet, to rest, and was possibly the first used by Francis Bacon, who wrote in 1605. Francis Bacon, some people think Francis Bacon was actually was actually Shakespeare. It's bullshit, but it's a fun little thing if you're into Shakespeare. There's some there's always some asshole who thinks that Francis Bacon actually wrote all of it, who wrote in 1605 that as Aristotle endeavoreth to improve, to prove that in all motion there is some point quiescent that in all motion there is some point quiescent way to bring it home bacon get it bring home the bacon lots of uh, animal reference here uh, um but you know bring home the bacon it's a nice little joke about a uh, a really horrible you know animal aphorism but keep 
hush your puppies and calm your kitties is pretty fun too you know because hush puppies and cool cats uh, it's, a, it's a fun little the, the person who writes this has got to be a genius quiescent quiescent is your word of a day i think quiescent's great I don't know, like I want to say, I want to work it in now. How can I work in quiescent? I try to always work it into my comments when I argue with carnies on the internet. So I'm going to try to work that in. Like, um, like uh, you know, you, you, you'd prefer, uh, when the people say like, well, if you, got, if you vegans were nicer, then maybe you would get more, you know, you'd catch more flies with honey than vinegar. Well, I know you'd prefer for vegans to remain quiescent so that you can remain ignorant, but... That's just not our game. Quiescence is not our game. We want to be loud. We're loud, proud vegans, goddammit, because you can't change the world by being quiescent, can you? Can you change the world by staying quiescent? I don't think so. You got to get active. You got to get up. You got to get going. And that's your word of the day, quiescent. I love it. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Holy shit, Benji, goddammit. I love you. Thank you so much. You get my vegan egg rattle at you. Super Chat Friday. Be like more like Wolf, guys. Benji also has Benji also has kissable lips just like Wolf. Thank you so much for hooking up with a with a super chat. Thank you so much, Benji. RV needs to be quiescent. There you go. I prefer it if he were. I remember that doctor. You remember that Doctor Who where the, it was an egg, where the moon was an egg and a and a dragon came out? Do you remember that? That was a fun one. I like that one. Too bad nobody wants to change, says Lessie. Ah, Lacey, they want to change. To embrace life is change. If they want to live, they got to change. And you know what? To embrace life is to embrace change. I embrace change and I embrace life. That's what I say. That's what I'm doing. That's my game. That's the song. I'm singing it loud. Thanks to global warming. It's 100 degrees over here in Louisiana. Louisiana? You out there in Louisiana? Oh, dear Lord. You know, Katrina was... uh, yeah, Katrina. We just got to the anniversary of Katrina yesterday, right? God damn. Louisiana got hit hard for that one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lacey. Were you there during Katrina? That was a hard time. That was a hard time. From Wikipedia, Pompeii was an ancient city located in communal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Buried under four to six meters of volcanic ash and pumice. In eruption of Mount Vesuvius. Pumice is a fun word. Most Americans say pumice, but when you go to England, they're like pumice, and you went, oh, that's how you say it. Okay. Um, if environmentalists are not vegan or advocating for vegan, they need to be quiescent. There you go. I like that one. Good. <laughs> yeah, I'm an American, not an Americunt. Yeah, I, I say, I got that can do attitude. I got that can-dude attitude. Ben G's got kissy lips. Nice work. Uh, did you have Doctor Who in the USA? I grew up with it. It was on the free station when I was a kid. It was on PBS because it was educational, because he went back in time to teach kids about, I don't know. Um, but I was weird. Like Most kids did not watch Doctor Who when they were little. And then when it, they relaunched it, I was really excited, and I've been watching it. But now um, it's owned by Disney, so I don't think I'll be watching the new season, and it sucks. I really wanted to see it. I loved it. I love Doctor Who. I've always had a very close, um, I've always felt kind of Gallifreyan. So I've always felt like this species of humanity just isn't for me. <laughs> like uh, maybe, maybe I'm not totally want to use kind of, I love, I love humanity. 
but god damn, sometimes I feel like I'm not one. And um, of course, what a ridiculous idea. But George Carlin used to say that all the time, how he just feels like he's just an observer and he's here just for fun. He doesn't know like he doesn't know what what to do about it. I want to thank all of our Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much for being here, Patreon. I appreciate you so much. Also, don't forget we have vegan, of course, um, net. We have this really cool shop that I made from scratch. We got D's Nuts or Carbon Negative shirts. I haven't even sold one of these yet. <clears throat> and you guys asked for this one. I didn't come up with this joke. You guys did. Uh, it's just a joke's on me if no one buys them, I guess. It's only $15 because it's only one side. We also have these activist shirts. They're printed out on three sides with a V on the shoulder. So everywhere you go, it says vegan. And if you're at an activist situation, that's really important. And we also have these ones that are ripped off from the feminist um, idea. The feminist, we should all be feminist t-shirts that they used to wear on the runways. And I also have the working class vegan, which I ripped off from John Lennon. He had the working class hero one. And I thought that was really funny. And we also have this one that's got the badge. If you're if you're a channel member, if you're not a channel member, please become one. If you are one, I made this shirt for you. It's printed on three sides as well. It's got the vegan, of course, membership badge on the front, the vegan symbol on the left on the left sleeve, and on the back it says vegan, of course. Thank you so much for joining uh, and and buying T-shirts. Anyone who has a T-shirt, thank you. Anyone who doesn't, what the heck, man? Are you even vegan? Are you even vegan if you haven't bought something, some kind of merch from uh, from vegan? Of course. Are you? Can you really say that? I mean, are you even really vegan? Have you seen uh, that vegan teacher's new videos yet? No. No, I have not. Should I? I get nervous, man. Is she talking about anything about gays or, or trans people? I don't want to know. If she's talking about LGBT, I, I, I like that vegan teacher. But anytime she talks about that, I get so disheartened because I just don't want... I'm so tired of vegans making content about that stuff. It exhausts me. I want to talk about animal rights, big ideas like justice. I'm about that. So, vegan for life. Use that word in the chat. I like it. Go vegan for life. Tagging Simon Fish and Becker, who was an actor in Doctor Who. That's pretty rad. She was talking about a baby killer. I don't want to. I don't know what she's talking about. Hopefully it's about justice. Keep completely agree with me. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate that someone agrees with me. I just want to have. I'm a channel for vegans. I mean. I really don't want to have to bring all that stuff up every time. So now that I've made my statement, hopefully I can't get away with it. Stay on topic, says Gorick. Stay on target. Stay on target. If you remain quiescent in situations of injustice, you have chosen the side of the oppressor. Ooh, very vegan mom coming in with the vocab. Thank you. Mm, that makes me so happy. Very vegan mom's got a good way to. That's a nice one. If you remain quiescent in situations of injustice, you have chosen the side of the oppressor. I like that. You know, because like, what did MLK say? He was paraphrasing Gandhi. He said like, uh, it's not enough to fight the oppressor. <sighs> Damn it! It's not enough. It's not enough to not do injustice, but to fight injustice. You have to fight injustice. Something like that. I'm not good at uh, memorizing memorizing things. That mustache screams vegan power. 
Well, I shave it every time we get to another thousand subscribers, I shave it off. So right now we're at 1600 subscribers, 400 more subscribers, I'll shave it off and we'll be we'll be mustache free until we get to another thousand subscribers. Well, I let it grow between a thousand subscribers. So that's how it's going to work. And we get to 10,000 subscribers, I think I'm going to just buzz cut my hair, dye it blue or do something crazy. 10,000. But like every thousand subscribers, the mustache goes and everyone has a funny joke with me because I look funny without a mustache now. I used to think I looked funny with a mustache. Now I think I look funny without a mustache. Must have something to do with the whole like self-recognition thing, self-awareness thing. You know what I'm saying? You always agree with me 100%. Well, I'm always about the animals, goddammit. Let's do, let's, 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 I'm for zero use of animals. Is it so hard? Three words. Don't use animals. Period. No questions after that. But what if? No. 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 The answer is no. No. Don't use animals. But what if? No. <laughs> don't use animals. That's it. At 20s, off with the eyebrows. Ooh, that's scary, snazzy life. That is a scary idea. I ain't chopping off the eyebrows. Remember, remember what happened to, you know, when I was a kid, this woman named Whoopi Goldberg, you might have heard of her. She was like a huge star when I was a kid. And then she was on Star Trek. She was on Star Trek and she shaved her eyebrows for that part and they never grew back. And she's like, don't ever shave your eyebrows when they tell you because they'll never come back. That's what she said. That would scare me. Shaving off my eyebrows? I couldn't imagine. What if they never come back? I'll look like this my whole life? That's some scary shit, man. No way. I ain't cutting off these eyebrows at 20K. I ain't cutting these eyebrows off at a million. The eyebrows stay. The eyebrows stay. Ooh, but one's a contraction. So I think it's funny. I know I did that on purpose so that someone could, well, actually, it's four words. Thank you for the engagement. But don't use animals. Three words. Contractions count as one word. So, I love you though. Grow the burns back out. I got them. I still got burns. Knobgrathis. I still got the burns. I just, I, I, I cut them down every once in a while when my hair gets too long. That's all. You know, because they got to blend in up. They got to blend up. I still got the burns though. They're still there. They're getting a little, they're getting a little white in there. They're getting a little white in there. Acquiesce, shave the eyebrows. Negative, 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 negative. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg, yeah, people don't know about her, but she was the center square of the of, of Hollywood Square. She was the center square. Whoopi Goldberg was a huge star. People don't remember what a big star she was. She was in Jumping Jack Flash. I loved that movie when I was a kid. I thought that was the best movie. I don't know why I thought that movie was so cool. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that movie. I used to watch it on VHS, Jumping Jack Flash starring Whoopi Goldberg. I thought she was going to be, I thought she should make a ton of more of those female cop, like female cop comedies. She should have done more of those movies. But I guess probably Hollywood didn't want a black woman getting too successful. But she was friggin' hilarious. And she was kind of dirty and got away with it. I don't know. I thought she was hilarious. I, I loved Whoopi Goldberg growing up. I thought she was fantastic. Anyway, that's why I'm never going to shave my eyebrows. Whoopi Goldberg told... Whoopi said no. Mm -mm. I would shave my head, though. You know, um, what's his face? All right, all right, all right. What's his name? 
uh, McConaughey. McConaughey, he bicked his head, and that's when he said his hair all grew back. He was going bald, and then he bicked his head at around the age I am right now. So they, he cut it all off. So I'm thinking maybe at 10,000, I should cut it all off. What do you think? The color purple was also very good. Yes. You hear they're remaking it? They're remaking the color purple. Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right. Have you read his book, Green Light? It's a good book, The Green Lights. It's a, it's a really good book. If you haven't read it, I recommend it. It's a fun little outlaw philosophy book. It really shocks me that he's not vegan. So why he isn't vegan? Well, I'm from Texas. I don't need to be. I don't need to be vegan. I'm from Texas. All right, all right, all right. Ooh, Sister Act was great. Jonesy. See, everyone has some fa a favorite Whoopi movie, right? She was great. She was great. I mean, and plus she was in Star Trek. So, I mean, she's like family to me. I, I'm, I'm into it. Carnies always say Hitler was vegetarian. Yeah, but he wasn't vegan, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, Hitler wasn't vegetarian. But even if he were, he hated smoking, too. Does that mean that everyone who smokes, everyone, if everyone who doesn't smoke is a Nazi because Hitler didn't smoke? That's so idiotic. Hitler also loved the Olympics. Does that mean that everyone who loves the Olympics is, 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 is a Nazi? Of course not. That's ridiculous. Yeah, he's a motivational speaker now. All right, he makes me, he makes me feel motivated. Yeah, he does. Yeah, let me let me tell you, I, I buy a Lincoln because I liked it. I liked having a Lincoln Continental. You know, it's like jazz playing with my Lincoln Continental. Yeah, the way he talks is a bit ridiculous. <laughs> Shit. What am I doing today? Fridays. It's Fridays, guys. I wish I were a motivational speaker. I think I could be a motivational speaker. You could do it! See what I mean? How about just a motivational speaker for vegans only? Vegans, you can do it. I have faith. Vegans! I, I think I can do it. I never saw Doctor Who until I was an adult because both my kids were into it. Well, that's good. It's good to start late. You got all the modern shit, so that's nice. Google said he was vegetarian, and Goobles was a professional liar, so that makes... One guy, one guy said he was vegetarian and he was a professional propagandist. So yeah, I think that I think Goebbels was trying to um, build this mystique around him because he was Hitler was supposedly against alcohol. He drank. He said he was against eating meat. He ate meat. He was said he was. It was just like the Machiavellian idea of holding the Bible. Like you know how Trump holds the Bible and he's like. It's a great book. <sighs> great book, folks. It's the best book you'll ever read. The Bible. Oh, just uh, the Bible. Is that uh, you know? It's he, he. He's never read the Bible. He's never read one word of the Bible. But people who claim to be pious are often the ones that are the most suspect. You need to be careful about those assholes. They're always the ones. You should do a meat flakes of the week like David Rams. I used to want to do that, but David Rams kind of does that, right? And I don't really have many good meat. I think it's funny, but like the meat flakes are so boring. It's always the same thing. Like, I'm eating a hamburger right now. It's just so dumb, so boring and stupid. Loads of weed, Matthew's special language. Yeah, Texan heritage. Yeah, I. I it's weird that he's like this. I'm an outlaw philosopher. Yeah. I'm right. I'm all right. All right. All right. I want to be philosopher. And yet he's not, um, he's not vegan and doesn't even think about bigger ideas. So 
You know, I like Matthew McConaughey, but fuck him. You know what I mean? He's a piece of shit, too. He's just another carny bastard. All right. Uh, today in history, on August 25th, James Cook departed for the Pacific Ocean. If you don't know who he was, that's okay. James Cook was a wonderful was a wonderful man. No, he wasn't. He was just kind of a, a guy that went around killing people and discovering shit. But people, there's still a, a travel agency called James Cook because he took people. He took the Endeavor, right? On his first voyage on board the Endeavor, bound for the Pacific Ocean. Um, I think that's kind of cool. Uh, Japanese scientist Shibabasuburo uh, Kitasoto discovers the infectious agent of the bubonic plague and publishes his findings in The Lancet. You see, people are in 1894. This is what I mean. 1894 is when they discovered what was causing the bubonic plague. Think about that for a second. The bubonic plague is a really old disease. And in 1894, they finally figured out what was going on. America was founded in 1770-ish. And, you know, like, the fact that people are like, oh, the founding fathers, they knew everything. They didn't know shit, man. They didn't even know what was causing the bubonic plague. They knew nothing. They didn't know what a virus was. They knew they knew very, very little. Oh, but in Japan, in Japan, 1894, they figured it out. German commander Dietrich von Choltitz surrenders in Paris. This is such a cool thing because uh, Adolf Hitler told Mr. Choltitz, um, Dietrich von Choltitz, to destroy Paris. Just, just blow it up. We're, we're going to lose the war, destroy Paris. And he goes, no, I'm not doing that. Paris is too beautiful. And so he surrendered without destroying Paris. It was a big deal. It's weird, but we sort of owe the beauty of Paris, the city of lights. We kind of owe it to a Nazi. Kind of weird, right? This Nazi, he's like, no, Adolf Hitler, I ain't doing it. I'm not going to do it. And so... We have we can enjoy Paris today. Kind of weird. History is so fun. That's what I like about it. It's weird. It makes you feel weird, right? It makes you feel a little weird. President of the Provisional Government of the French Republic, Charles de Gaulle, gives a famous speech at the Hotel de Ville. Yep. In 1990, UN Security Council authorizes military action against Iraq today. Where were you when they, when in 1990, when they authorized to go attack Iraq in 1990? Uh, not gonna do it. This, uh, this aggression will not stand. No. Saddam Hussein must be, must be taken out. Must be regime change. That's a George H.W. Bush when he said that the Kuwaiti people must be liberated. I say the animals must be liberated, but he wanted to liberate the Kuwaitis because the Kuwaitis have oil. The animals don't have oil. If the animals, if the animals um, were going to sell us oil, we'd probably have liberated them a long time ago. But um, we liberated the people of Kuwait, and then we stopped. I didn't go to war in Iraq. He could have been kind of smart, that George H.W. Bush. It's almost like he might have been the head of the CIA and the and the ambassador to China before he was vice president and then president. George H.W. Bush was the most experienced president we've ever had, and no one appreciated him because he was uh, he was still a villain. Don't get me wrong, but he was the most experienced American villain that we've ever had. So maybe it was a good idea that he liberated the people of of Kuwait. He reestablished our foothold in Saudi Arabia and then did not attack Saddam Hussein. Saddam, he called him Saddam. Saddam Hussein, 
Saddam Hussein, we're not going to do it. Not gonna, wouldn't be prudent, not at this juncture. And uh, Linux was born in 1991. God, I remember that too. Linus Torvald invented Linux. I, I've used Linux computers a lot. They're fantastic. I don't know why that never caught on. Because capitalism, I guess. We could all be using free operating systems that we all build as a society together, but instead we're paying money to Windows and Mac OS or whatever the fuck. So it's, so it's a horrible tragedy what's happened with computers in the last 15, 20 years. But do you, have, do you guys even know what Linux is? If you do, then I'm, I'm, I'm happy to know you. I'm sorry if you don't know what Linux is, but it was invented today in 1991. Cool, right? Lauren Hill's uh, 1998 Mix Education came out. Do you remember that? She won five Grammys. One of them was ridiculous because they called her a new face, but she was a new face, of course, because she had already done two albums with the Fugees, Foo La La La, and Killing Me Softly was a huge song with the Fugees. So it's a bit ridiculous, but her other four Grammys that she won, I think were well-deserved, and uh, Miseducation of Lauryn Hill it was a wonderful album, and it's really one of those albums that you kind of have to listen to as an album. It's not like picking out one song after another or whatever. Listen to it as an album. It's really quite good. If you haven't listened to Lauryn Hill for a while, I'm going to be listening to that, that album today. I think it's great. She also said this amazing thing. She said she'd rather she'd rather lose her firstborn son than have one white person buy her album. It's <laughs> so badass. But of course that's ridiculous. This, the album was huge. Lots of white people bought it. I was one of them. I bought it at the local Kmart when those things still existed. <laughs> anyway, today in history, these famous birthdays. What do you think about this guy, Ivan the Terrible? Does he look like a nice guy? How old do you think he looks in this picture? How old do you think Ivan the Terrible looks in this picture? I think this is so funny. This is this is a painting of Ivan the Terrible. <laughs> yeah. Ivan the Terrible. How old do you think he looks in this picture? I guarantee you he wasn't vegan because he died at the age of 53. <laughs> Ivan the Terrible died at the age of 53, and this is what he looks like. Paintings of this man drive people mad. We've covered it on the show before, but there's this famous painting called Ivan the Terrible and his son Ivan. Look it up. If you go crazy when you look at that painting, don't blame me. Lots of people have literally lost their minds while looking at the painting Ivan the Terrible and his son Ivan. It's It's been vandalized several times. I think three times people have walked into the museum and tried to destroy it because they lose their friggin' minds. Ivan the Terrible, he's still a controversial figure all this time later, but he was the one who brought Russia together through conquest. But um, then he started losing his money when he tried to take over the Baltic stakes, and uh, and he kind of like lost everything. They end up dying really early. But um, he was the whole reason why... Different people of different races are Soviet, and also why different people of different religions are also considered Soviet. And sometimes, you know, maybe the communist uh, revolution, like a uh, Russian version, could have only happened there because of Ivan the Terrible. It's kind of, you know, history's fun. But Ivan the Terrible, the czar of all, he was the first czar, basically, the first Russian czar, because he was the Grand Prince of Moscow. He wasn't really the first Russian czar, but a lot of people consider him like the first real Russian czar because of he basically made Russia what it is today. 
So we also have Leonard Bernstein. Um, if you know from the R.E.M. song, uh, it's the end of the world as we know it. There's this famous part where they go, Leonard Bernstein. Um, Leonard Bernstein, of course, he was a huge educator. He was like the Carl Sagan of music. I, I've learned so much from Leonard Bernstein. You can, you can look him up on YouTube and watch his old shows. Freaking fascinating stuff, and it makes you wonder why they used to put shit like that on TV, and now it's just a bunch of keeping up with the Kardashians. We went from Leonard Bernstein to keeping up with the Kardashians. I think we went from Zenith to Nader very, very quickly. It's quite depressing if you think about it, but the le the lessons and legend uh, still live on on YouTube. You can go watch Leonard Bernstein. You know, Michael Stipes and, uh, and, and, and the rest of R.E.M., they grew up watching Leonard Bernstein and were inspired to get into music because of him. He's a hugely influential person. He's written lots and lots of different songs. You, I guarantee you, you heard some of his music, but he's way bigger than just a guy who made some music. George Wallace, uh, also bigger than just some old senator, George Wallace was a really horrible guy who was super against... Um, well, he, he led the idea of massive resistance, which was massive a resistance against, uh, what do you call it, integration. He was anti-integration. He didn't want black people and white people going to school together or drinking from the same um, water fountains. Really horrible dude. Um, he ran for president four times. Luckily, he lost, but he is the only president... Wait, he's the only... Shit, I think he's the only third party. Oh, yeah, that's what he is. He's the only third party president who ever won electoral college votes. That's how popular he was. He got, he was so racist that eventually he had to leave the Republican Party. He was a Democrat, then he was Republican, and then he became a, uh, a third party. But he's the only third party to ever actually win electoral college votes in history of America. George Wallace, unspeakable racist. Towards the end of his life, he begged for forgiveness of African-American people before he died and said that he was wrong and how much he regretted his entire life. And I like to think that it was sincere, but only because, God damn, how could that feel if you realized you were wrong at the end and you were like, oh my God, I was wrong? Holy shit. And then, and you're about to die and you're begging for forgiveness because your whole life like, I, I think that's what carnies are going to go through. Like, oh my God, don't you think, especially now with this many, like veganism's going, we're going to get to a point where people are going to be like animals. And we might get to the point where AI is helping us get communication from animals. People like, um, we got a million George Wallaces out here every day, every day. Each carny is a, like a George Wallace. Every carny is like a George Wallace. I'm going to use that in my comments today. Maybe we will look up who George Wallace is, piece of shit. And then he, he wakes up towards the end and says, I was wrong. Please, black people, forgive me. Oh, my God. I, I, I hope it was real. I hope that he really had that soul-crushing realization. I really do. I really do. Althea Gibson was a famous tennis player. She uh, broke racial boundaries and she with sport. Sean Connery died in 2020. He she's the beast. I, I lost my car keys. I found the cure for cancer and I've lost it. 
he was also Rodrigo. He, in addition to 007, he was also Rodrigo in um, in the Highlander. But in uh, Zoltar, he was Zoltar. He's uh, Sean Connery. I don't know. What do you say about Sean Connery? I'm a beast. I've got hair over my entire body. Yes, money, petty. Yes, money, petty. And then you have the weirdo of the world, Tim Burton, who used to make good movies. I used to love Tim Burton. Uh, if you still love Tim Burton, why? Uh, but I, I, I used to love his movies. He made some of my favorites, Beetlejuice, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. He made um, the, the first reboot of Planet of the Apes, which I thought was underrated. He made um, I don't know, Frank and Weenie, the original. I thought he was really cool. I thought he was really cool. People love him for uh, producing the Jack the Pumpkin King, which will be popular pretty soon. I read his book about the little stain man that was like a cool thing that you could get. It was like an internet. You could buy the book and like interact with it through the internet. Super cool stuff. Tim Burton used to be super cool. Now he's just kind of whatever. Bat, the original 1989 Batman, Batman Returns. That was really great. I think that's great. You're the man now, dog. <laughs> Do you remember you're the man now, dog.com? <laughs> you're the man now, dog. Turn, Tim Burton, awesome director. Yeah, um, Nightmare for Christmas, favorite movie of all time. But they say he barely had anything to do with that. So that was kind of a, yeah. <laughs> she was in Star Trek, yes. <laughs> looks like Donald Trump's mugshot. Yeah. <laughs> Ivan the Terrible looks like Donald Trump's mugshot. That's so funny. Yeah, totally. <laughs> he looks like a thousand years old. He's 57 when he died. That Ivan the Terrible was probably 40 when he had his painting taken. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the weirdo of the world. Yeah, I mean, that's what people love about Tim Burton, right? He always loves the weirdos. Oh, Edward Scissorhands. Yes, that was a good one. That was a good one. That was a good one. Every every woman needs a slap now and then. Yes, money, Penny. Yeah. Punch the keys for God's sake. Punch the keys for God's sake. Punch the keys. Oh my god. Um he was in he was in um what was that movie? The Rock. The key it's it's not hard getting out it's not hard breaking into a prison. It's breaking out that's the hard part. <laughs> Corpse Bride, everyone loves that one. Everyone loves a uh, Corpse Bride. Yeah, Corpse Bride. But happy birthday, gentlemen. None of them are vegan, but uh and oh, and Althea, but at least George Wallace, he reminds me of every carny that's alive today. Um, famous deaths, we have all these guys, but the only one that I think is really interesting, we have Neil Armstrong, <laughs> this is so hard, right? Jo John McCain died today in 2018. John McCain, I thought was going to be president of the United States, but he was an idiot and and uh, and took Sarah Palin as a running mate. And he also ran against one of the most skilled politicians of all time, Barack Obama, so two counts against him there was no chance he was winning that one but he i thought he was going to be president i didn't vote for him i voted for barack obama because sarah palin was insane but i always had a soft spot in my heart for john mccain he was a pow for five years in vietnam uh donald trump said that he likes his war heroes that don't get caught he hated john mccain hated john mccain um john mccain died of died of a brain tumor i think but uh he was he was a he was an American war hero, and then he was uh, he served his country for the rest of his life. He could he couldn't raise his arms; he only could walk like this because of all the torture that he endured in Vietnam. 
That's true. Neil Armstrong was on the moon. First man on the moon. First human being on the moon. Neil Armstrong. One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. We also have Friedrich Nietzsche, who is my favorite philosopher, I think. Friedrich Nietzsche died today in an insane asylum. He died, went to the insane asylum protecting a horse. He's the only vegan on this list, and he was vegan before it was cool. Um, he got in huge arguments about why it's wrong to eat animals with people like Richard Wagner and others, and also... Um, he wrote extensively about why he thinks it's wrong to uh, kill animals. And uh, in the end, his doctors told him that because of his sickness, he said to eat meat. He did, and then he got more sick because of it. And so he went back to being strict vegetarian, no eggs, no dairy, no butter. And he died um, because he was protecting a horse that was being beaten in the street. And um, they called him crazy, and they put him in an insane asylum. That's how... Friedrich Nietzsche died. So, yeah. You got to admit, empathy for U.S. tortures being tortured in Vietnam is pretty limited. They had no business being there. Well, I mean, do you think they had a choice, the soldiers? Not many people have a choice. Vietnam is a complicated, a complicated issue. But Nietzsche, black heart. <laughs> or is that a white heart? I can't tell. Thank you, Very Vegan Mom. Nietzsche's always been one of my favorites, and I think he was vegan. Everything I've read about him, I'm pretty convinced. Um, all right, well, we also have engineering chemist uh, James Watt. He made uh, mathematical instruments. He, um, I forget what his big thing was, inventor of partnership, Birmingham industrialist. Oh, improvements to the steam engine. I always think of that as more like a Fulton thing. But there he is. Faraday invented the, I know who what he did, the Faraday motor. He invented the electric motor. Um, basically, everything that we use today can be uh, kind of traced back to Faraday in 1831 and create an electrical current from a charging magnetic field. Basically, everything. He invented the first dynamo. Um, he the first electric generator. I mean, he is kind of like, <laughs> Faraday is one of the most important people on um that have ever lived <laughs> kind of crazy right hopefully you know who he is uh if you're a star trek fan you probably do they're always talking about the faraday converters or something like they always have the word they always throw the word into a, a famous famous electricians and shit into their 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 techno babble um herschel was the astronomer who um he figured out that uranus he discovered uranus and um, yeah, pretty cool. You know, he thought everyone thought it was just a star, but he realized it was not. It was a planet. It was the first planet to be discovered since the days of antiquity. Can you imagine? I think that's pretty cool, right? There's just a a new planet that you've discovered. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, Herschel, William Herschel. Anyway, um, instant ramen was also invented today. And uh, I just wanted to say, instant ramen, do you know instant ramen was actually more expensive than fresh ramen when it came out because everyone was so excited about it? So it was really hard to get instant ramen. And nowadays, instant ramen's cheap and fresh ramen's very expensive. Crazy, right? So you never know what's going to happen, but it was considered a, a super duper luxury item when it was invented. But the whole idea was that it was always going to be, was, the guy's name was Momofuku. And... Um, there's a restaurant chain called Momofuku, and 
it's a common name, but Momofuku invented it. And uh, I've been to the I went to the ramen museum. I've been there twice in Yokohama. It's really cool. The ramen, the International Ramen Museum. I'm a big fan of ramen. I came this close to opening up a vegan ramen uh, restaurant a few years back. That's how I ended up back in California, actually. That's a whole other long story. I came this close to opening up a vegan ramen restaurant. Kind of happy I didn't. But anyway, chicken ramen. There it is. Chicken is spelt like we do it, like vegans do it. C-H-I-K-I-N. I think that's very funny. But anyway that's happened today that's today in history and you know what john mccain i know kind of complicated but i think i think i hope you guys have a better day than john mccain did today he died today and i hope you don't i hope you have a better day than nietzsche did and um yeah thanks everybody that's your that's the today in history why did he name it ramen well, he named it ramen because that's how that's how Japanese people say lo mein. So, uh, if you if you went to China and you wanted lo mein noodles, the Japanese put sodium bicarbonate into their noodles because of because they're on an island, I guess. But um, that makes the difference between Japanese lo mein and Chinese lo mein. But the way the Japanese say lo mein would be more like la mein. So la mein is how you would do it because R and L is almost the same letter in Japanese. So it became ramen. La mein mm, is really because it would shorten it. The N is its own syllable. So it would be la mein. Mm. No one says that. They say ramen. <laughs> but I'm guessing back like all those years ago, they probably said something closer to la men. So la men was just a Japanese accent for lo main. Weird, right? Gorik with the two euros. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for that. You don't know how happy it makes me to get a tip from my VFFs. Muhammad Ali refused going to Vietnam equals legend. He went to jail for that. And he could never box again. He had to box outside of the country when he wanted to come back to boxing. So, yeah, but to great, he suffered greatly because of it. Yes, I totally agree. Muhammad Ali. Do you know that Muhammad Ali is the only one who has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame that is very, very special? Do you know why it's special? Does anyone know why Muhammad Ali has a very special star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? You're half ramen. Yeah, Uranus. I in, in college, we always said uh, uh, Uranus. Uranus, because it, we didn't like saying Uranus, so we say Uranus, because that would be the Greek god's name. We call them Uranus, so or the Latin uh, Roman god's name. <laughs> Raw men, as in non-cooked men. There you go. It sounded like a snake. Yeah. That's my vegan, my vegan reg, egg rattle. They're spilling, yeah, the Japanese are now spilling Fukushima nuclear waste into the Pacific. China not buying Japanese fish. Well, we'll see what the Chinese do. I, I don't think anyone should buy that. Great. Maybe the fish will take a break. Maybe a little radiation is all they needed to actually bounce back. It's so sad about Fukushima. You know, nuclear power, you know, what are you going to do? What is this? Yes, yeah, so everyone has a choice to not pick up a gun. True, but... I think you'll agree that 
soldiers don't always possess the same faculties of revolutionary ideas like Muhammad Ali did. Muhammad Ali wasn't against the war in Vietnam. He was against America as like an imperialist system. Like he was just against the idea of American imperialism. So it's a little bit different. I guess if you're if you're in that revolutionary mindset, it's kind of easy. Like I think that I probably would not go to war, pick up a gun because I'm super against violence. But if you're some guy living in, I don't know, Kansas, and they're like, hey, we're going to war and you're, here's your ticket, go or go to jail, I think most people are going to go. It's either this or go to jail. We're compelling you. Don't forget these people were drafted. So you're right. You're right. Of course you're right, Gorek. But I can understand what happens too in the context of history. Do you put gloves on his handprint? Um, there's no, there's no handprint for the Hollywood Walk of the Hollywood Star. So Muhammad Ali, the 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 Chamber of Commerce of Hollywood wanted to give Holly give Muhammad Ali a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame for all of his country contributions, right? And he said no. He said no, I'm not going to do it. And they're like, well, why not? So there's only there's only two different ones. All of them are identical except for two. One is Bob Hope and one is Muhammad Ali. And Muhammad Ali is not on the floor. He said he would only accept a star if it's on the wall because the name of the Prophet Muhammad cannot be walked over. No one can walk on my star. And so if you go to see Muhammad Ali's star, it's actually on the wall. It's not on the walk. It's not on the walk of fame. It's like prop. It's propped up on the side. <laughs> it's the only one. So he has, <laughs> because of his religion, and he didn't want his name Muhammad, which isn't even his real name. His real name's Cassius, right? Cassius Clay. But he didn't want the name Muhammad to be trod upon by the people of Hollywood. So they put it on its side. Uh, in order to keep, in order to give him one, so he has one of two unique stars. All the other ones are kind of identical, except for two: Bob Hope and and Muhammad Ali. He did. I agree, Gorik. I saw the movie. I know everything about Muhammad Ali, but still, yeah, Frank and Weenie was uh, his actually his first movie. Frank and Weenie was Tim Burton's first movie. Um, yeah. I remember seeing that as a kid, Frank and Weenie, the live action one in the 80s. Yep. And the one that was remade in the 2000s, he made it as an animated feature. Nice. Deep cut, Jonesy. You know a lot about Tim Burton. Commonly known as Ivan the Terrible, Grand Prince of Moscow. That's right. I watched a video of you saying oil isn't fossil fuels. That's not what I said. I said oil is not dinosaurs. <laughs> oil is not an animal product. People like lifting vegan logic think that oil is an animal product. And I'm like, no, it is not. It is from plants, usually very large algae beds that have stored have stored power from the sun because they photosynthesized and then fossilized into the earth. That's what they're called fossil fuels. There might be a couple dinosaurs in there, but dinosaurs animals don't really store power we use power we generate power but we don't photosynthesize so it, it just really doesn't make any sense to think think about it <laughs> all fossil fuels 
are like 99.9% plants. That's what I'm saying. Lifting Vegan Logic said that because I said no animal use, he goes, well, what about fossil fuels? As a fucking, he thought he was making a really smart joke because Lifting Vegan Logic really thinks he's super smart. And so he made a big joke. And so I had to make that video because fossil fuels are not dinosaurs. There you go. <laughs> yeah, the original Frankenweenie was great. The only way to avoid the draft was to act gay. <laughs> it didn't work for, what was the guy in MASH who, who wore the ladies' clothes every day? What was his name? Um, who remembers MASH? Do you ever watch MASH with the guy that wore the, what was his name? I don't remember that character's name. I remember Radar, Hawkeye. What was the what was the guy's name in MASH who wore the ladies' clothes because he didn't want to be in the war? When I was a flight attendant, I used to fly terrified 17-year-olds go, armies going to Kuwait. They did not want to be there and would cry. So sad. Very vegan mom. Thank you. They don't want to be there. You're right. Some people can stand up if you're Muhammad Ali. But even Elvis went. Elvis got drafted and he went. So, I mean, yeah, I'm a pacifist, but I didn't have an opinion, an option. I'm anti-gun personally. I think a lot of people are anti-gun, anti-violence, and then the government tells you you have to do something. It's kind of like, I think about that with like the Impossible Burger. They don't, they didn't want to test on animals, the leg heme, and yet the government forced them to. What was their option? Just not sell their food? That Hey, we made this amazing thing we've invested millions of dollars in to bring to market so that we can maybe save the planet. And we're all vegans. And they're like, well, you have to test this on 168 rats or whatever it was. No, we don't want to. Well, you have to. Like what? It just sucks. It just sucks. Army Career Center now, yeah. Interesting. But you like that story about Muhammad Ali? It's kind of cool, right? Klinger, thank you. Thank you, Klinger. Thank you. Legendary Ali, yep. But that's why we think of him as a hero because he had he had the gumption to stand up like that. Not everyone has the resources. Not everyone has that in them. Like some people, most people are part of the 80% that will follow orders. 80% of us are gonna follow orders or, or simply acquiesce simply acquiesce because it's for self-preservational purposes, you know? Johnny Cash and Bob Hope. Now we have no jobs, no cash, and no hope. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Then why does it hurt the environment, Lacey? Lacey, why does what hurt the environment? You're talking about the plants? The Because when you burn it, the IBUs, we're burning it for the IBUs. Same thing as coal. Coal is mostly plants, right? So like, it's because like the way the geology works like so yeah or like uh anything you burn that goes into the atmosphere hurts because you're burning it you're, you're, it releases carbon dioxide when you burn plants carbon dioxide is released if you give them carbon dioxide they give us oxygen but when you burn them carbon dioxide is released and it goes up it's almost all of us will either release methane carbon dioxide as we decompose and basically when you burn things you're I mean, this is a simplistic way of looking at it, but you're sort of like speeding up the decomposition process by burning things. It's one of the reasons why we cook our food is because it's easiest, easier for us to digest. It's like you're playing with the idea of um, 
decomposition or digestion. You're speeding up that process so that you can put it in your belly and actually digest the rest of it. So that's it's a chemical process. MASH was a great show. MASH was a great show. That's a show that can make you laugh and make you cry. I loved it. What do I think about lab meat? I don't eat mads. I'm, I don't. I don't eat labs. They're sentient. Um, what do I think about lab meat? I think lab meat is for non-vegans. It's not for us. Uh, it's not for vegans. Vegans don't use animals. Uh, that's it. I think that's. I. I, I guess like lab meat. <sighs> Will lab meat save the world? I guess is the question. I think maybe. It might save the world, but I'm not in the saving the world business. I'm in the changing the world business. Will lab meat change in any way the status of animals from property to persons? Could lab meat do that? And I think the overwhelming answer is no. Will it save the planet by by reducing the resources that we're expending to feed the world? Yeah, maybe. It could happen. That could, that, could, that could work. It could be the technological solution we've all been looking for to solve the climate chaos. But will it change the status of animals in the human mind? Will animals be looked at as persons because of lab meat? I don't see how that's possible. I'm, I'm willing to be convinced otherwise. But... I don't think lab meat is a vegan product. I don't think it's being made or developed for vegans. I think it's just the last step in a in a process that we've started 75 years ago, which was to make animal farming more efficient. As we grew in efficiency, we were always going to get to the point where we were either going to have headless cows just uh, just making meat all day long or headless chickens you know what we people thought sci-fi things that there was just going to be these non-sentient animals because they're, they're grown without brains and things like this i remember people talking about that 20 years ago instead they went with lab meat it's just like that's just capitalism it's just more efficient a better way for them to make money and can feed the world so I, I, th I think it's actually unnecessary. I think what we should be doing is having real conversations about why is it wrong to hurt someone else. If we could actually educate people and get to the point where most people think it's wrong to hurt someone else, then I think that we'd be in a better place in the world. I think that's when we're getting to the world changing. I don't think lab meat helps that at all. Does lab meat teach children to not harm animals? Maxwell Q. Klinger. I wonder if how... I'm sure there's vegan athletes can, uh, doing that. This guy killing the facts today. Very vegan mom. Thank you so much. Not sure about lab meat, but Impossible Burger is delicious. Yeah, but Impossible Burger was forced. Forced. They were coerced to test on animals. And it fucking pisses me off because it tainted kind of a, what I think is a much better process. Use plants, not animals, to feed the world and seamlessly seamlessly transition these idiots into a plant-based diet. 
but instead we're creating new technology to harvest animal flesh. And it just doesn't make sense to me. I've been trying to send you a message, but it's not getting through. Where are you trying to send it, Jigger? I got a, did you email me? No, you did email me. I got your email. It will improve the world. I think veganism will save the world. I don't know if it improves the world. I think, I think it might help with the climate chaos. That's all. Me heads are too stupid. Maybe. By the way, I got to tell you this. Miss Universe Puerto Rico last night was winner. Best part of all, she's vegan. Really? I can't wait. That's cool. Miss Puerto Rico won Miss Universe and she's vegan? Hell yeah. I, I mean, she got my support then. If animal agriculture can do as much harm as it's done to the poor prior decades, imagine how much we could do from now on moving forward. I envision a bright vegan future. I'm with you on that. I just sent the message about Miss Universe. You're awesome. Thank you for doing that. All right. Magnum P. Sky. Oh, that's the first person to ever call me that. I love that. Magnum P. Sky. I'll take it. I like that. I like that nickname. Thank you. Everyone has... Here's my email. I put it up every day. Veganocca at gmail.com. If you'd like, please go ahead and send me any activist material that you have any any videos of activism that you've done please like this video please send me any videos that you've made of activism i'd like to make a compilation video of activists um i'll try to give everybody credit and everything but really i just want to make a, a compilation of a video so please do that and i'd appreciate that really magnum p sky i don't remember that but you know what while i'm live sometimes i'm in a time warp I retracted that comment. I don't think it will improve the world. It still keeps the idea that animals should be used. That's my point, go vegan for life. That's my point with lab meat. People ask me all the time, how do I feel about lab meat? There you go. That's exactly how I feel about it. I think that it could help with the environment, but it has nothing to do with veganism. Vegans keep talking about lab meat, but I think lab meat has zero to do with veganism, zero, because Veganism is an abolition liberation movement, not a welfare movement. It's about not using animals. Don't use animals. Thank you, everyone, for joining. I appreciate this. I follow her Instagram. I do. <laughs> if anyone if anyone says something vegan, I usually follow them. I, I don't know. I'm not on Instagram that much, to be honest. I'm always on YouTube. Why is Miss Universe always from Earth? I know, right? It seems a little suspect, right? A little Earthist. It's a little Earthist. Planetist? It's a little planetism. A little planetism for you. Guys, thank you so much. Klinger, yeah. Where Jonesy, are you behind on the on the chat? Are you behind? <laughs> Hannah Moron Vegan. You're gonna get me used to calling you Hannah Moron Vegan. Would you change it back to Hannah Moon? Cause Hannah Moron makes me sound mean. Moron's not a good word to call somebody. I wanna say thank you to Wolf. Thank you to Ben. Thank you to Gorick. Thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers. If you're not a Patreon subscriber, please consider right now becoming a Patreon subscriber. I do put extra stuff on that on that channel. And if you're um a member thank you to all my members here on this channel you guys make me so happy and make the world for you mean the world to me members and patreon if you're not a member please become one i also put special special content especially community posts that are only for the members up so anyway i hope that you guys um yeah thank you for everything thank you for everything you do 
And um, yeah, I appreciate you. I appreciate you so much. Thank you over on Twitch. Thank you, people watching on Twitch. And um, eating plants is the most convenient thing ever. They're literally drop seeds, regrow again after the animals don't. Exactly. In fact, even after you eat them, you shit them out and they grow. It's remarkable. It's pretty incredible. Go vegan. Go vegan today. Thank you, everybody. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Colonies can fuck themselves. Go fuck themselves. This is a shot of all vegans. Guys, um, hey, uh, tonight at 5, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I've got a really cool guest, Emma Schwartz, who's the head of Veganography. Super stoked to have her on. I hope that you'll join me, get to know her a little bit better. Uh, that broadcast is at 5 p.m. today, right here on this channel, Vegan of Course, youtube.com slash vegan of course, illegitimate non-carborundum. Don't let the bastards grind you down, you beautiful vegans. The world needs you. The animals need you. I need you. And we need each other. Thanks, you guys. Bye.